Hello there and welcome to the Green Machine Podcast, our boys and girls in green. Uh, a bit of breaking news, actually, before we get started. David, you've returned. Welcome back. Well, may I just say, Nick, what a pleasure it is for you to have me back on the show. And uh, yeah, it's just, you know, I thought it was about time I started to well, just add a bit of class to the podcast, lads. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's been, it's been okay, but it's been lacking. It's been a good podcast. Hasn't been a great one. Uh, a query that well i mean you've you've kind of put work before us haven't you and, and we keep reminding you dave that we are work this is work i mean you work for mickey mouse don't you and i know you love mickey i know you love mickey dave <laughs> but you love us yeah, more I, don't you yeah people sitting at home thinking yeah it's not really a surprise why he fucked off for a few weeks but there you go <laughs> Yeah, and the fact that I'm still hosting, Dave, does, does this just show that even though I'm the youngest, say, to both of you, uh, both of you mongrels, um, I'm the most trusted and the, the most knowledgeable. I, I think no, that just, all makes sense. No, it just means you need more practice. I'm a little bit floored. Look, we'll get on with it, lads. We'll, we'll, um, we'll agree. We'll agree there. We'll agree. We'll all agree, me. We'll all agree, me. Okay, so our She's boys back. agree. So- yeah, he, he is back. He is back with a bang and plenty to discuss. So we are going to bring you the latest updates uh, from the weekend of how the Irish guys and the Irish girls got on for their clubs. Uh, not much to report, to be honest, but uh, there is a, another pressing matter. Uh, Martin Prendergast, you made the Irish independent last week. So we will be chatting about that in a little <laughs> bit more detail later. Are you are you excited, Martin, to tell all? Yeah, I think it's worth reading, and it's, it's a good article, actually. Uh, not that I wrote it, but it was a good article. Nice to feature in it, um, just to give my kind of view on, on the uh, situation, which I'm sure we'll explore later on. It was, it was check your a, post? Yeah, well, <laughs> it was just a publicity stunt, uh, Martin, wasn't it, for the pod? That's all it was. It was, yeah. Yeah, before we launch into it, guys, a quick shout out for our partners. Not sexual partners, David. Get it out of your head. Get it out of your head. Kit launch. So, kit launch. If you want 20% off, do you want 20% off, lads? Yes, please. Absolutely. Dave, Dave you probably want more, do you? <laughs> Always. More part, more 20% off partners. Anyway, so if you want 20% off with kit launch, uh, go onto their website, www.kitlaunchcork.com, or go onto their website via their social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, on Facebook. Um, look at their retro shirts, vintage shirts, not fakes, Martin, not fakes. Um, and, and not from um, a certain warehouse uh, um, in Dublin. Be plenty uh, available soon. Yeah, they'll probably be available soon on, on Kit Launch, but if you would like 20% off, go onto their website, order something retro, order something vintage, and put in the uh, the promo code GREENMACHINE20, all capitals. K-sensitive, as you like to say, David. Very sensitive. Green Machine 20 Right, lads, let's launch into it. <sighs> Finally. You're back, David, and I'm excited to get your views on this and you as well, Martin. So we're going to bring you the roundup. We will start off with the Premier League. Not a huge amount to report. Uh, only three Irish players actually playing at the weekend. So Mark Travers, Gavin Bizzunu and Seamus Coleman, all featuring a number of players on the bench, including Matt Doherty, including Joe Hodge. Two names that kind of um, took us by surprise, lads. James Furlong and Andrew Moran uh, were named on the Brighton bench um, as they hammered Chelsea 4-1 over the weekend. I mean, we, we've done a little feature on Andrew Moran. Uh, James, James Furlong, uh, formerly Shamrock Rovers, uh, a left-back, very, very talented guy. He's kind of been on the under-23 scene for a while, as has Moran. 
but Morn in particular, lads, neither of them got on now, but, um, you know, new manager there, Brighton, new regime. Uh, he's really doing the doing the goods at underage level, and, and he's very, very highly rated. He's been compared to Phil Foden at Brighton. Um, David, what do you make of, of his progress so far? Do you think we're going to see him get a, get a few minutes this season? Yeah, I, I think we will. Um, obviously, it is quite difficult for a team like Brighton who are, you know... Every game is so important to them, isn't it? Because they're they're not really they're mid-table side, but you know they're not really in the business of handing out minutes to underage players. You know, experimenting like a top team would, where they have a lot of games in excess, that sort of thing. But it is encouraging looking at his stats there. From well, according to Flash Score, anyway, uh, he's played eight games for the under twenty ones of Brighton with three goals and five assists. So you say, yep, he is. In your wonderful article you wrote a while ago. Um, oh, thank Mark you, David. Oh, well, there you go, you know. Told you um, you loved us. I wouldn't go that far now, Nick. Just <laughs> calm down a bit. Um, <laughs> I think tolerate is the right word. But anyway, um, but yes, he, he, he is a modern style midfielder. He's an attacking midfielder. Um, and it's lovely to see these sort of players to he look he may not make it a bright he he may do he may go out and loan next season either way you know we, we need a guy like this playing regular football but it's lovely to see irish players being recognized from modern footballers and not just a bit the big six foot two you know lump up the front you know that's give it a last jack yeah. type of football we're actually now seeing modern style players contemporary style players and it's, it's really lovely but yeah i mean those stats there five assists he's an attacking midfielder you know with three goals that out of eight games, that seems to me that this guy has certainly got something, just needs to keep plugging forward. But Brighton, to be fair, they they do like young Irish talent. They, they just, don't, they just don't give them they just don't give them any games. <laughs> it's it's very as I said, it's very difficult though, isn't it? Yeah. When you're they're in between, Brighton. aren't they? Yeah, they're in between. Like because I yeah. mean I mean, look, they they look like they were challenging for Europe at some stage, <laughs> one stage, didn't they? But yeah, I mean, look, they'll, they'll want a bit of consistency. New manager coming in there as well. So they'll want yeah. to kind of, um, they'll want to stabilize things a little bit um, after their, their kind of flying start. But um, but excellent player. And again, he, he was actually linked to a Chelsea before and Man United. So just one certainly to keep an eye on. So moving on to the championship, lads, only one goal to report, but one that was kind of um, unfortunately chalked off because it took a touch. So uh, Armstrong Okoflex, a player who I'm, I may like a little bit, lads. I may mention him uh, every so often. So he came on as a sub for Swansea City. Of course, Michael Obafemi uh, featured in that game as well. And Ryan Manning came off the bench kind of early on in the game. Uh, did you see it, lads? It was a lovely hit from about 25 yards out. And it just uh, just took a touch off, off um, you know, Nacham, who used to play for, I can't remember, and Nacham used to play for Celtic. And uh, it wasn't given to Okoflex. Great strike, though. Did you see it? I did see it, yeah. I saw it, yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a decent strike, wasn't it? A really good goal. And yeah, shame. I, I mean, I, I'd actually thought he had it was given. I was watching it on uh, uh you know on Twitter basically following the game throughout the day and yeah, saw that he'd scored and, and you know shame it was ruled out because it was a hell of a hit, yeah. Yeah. And what about Sammy Smoddock's lads? Uh, the only goal in the championship um over the weekend. So his fourth goal this season. So Blackburn running out one nil winners over whole city, they're second in the championship. Uh, they've lost about 20 games, but they're still second under John Dal Thomason. Um, he got in an Ireland squad last, uh, I think it was around this time last year. Was it? Oh, no, do you know what? It was last summer, summer 2021. He's a very agile little guy. I mean, he's only about five foot six, but he's very, very tricky. 
Um, very, very mercurial, excellent little player. And, um, you know, he, he's gone over there from uh, Peterborough. What do you make of him so far, Martin? He's um, he's a player who's certainly hitting form with the November internationals fast approaching. Yeah, he has been heavily linked now, hasn't he? And yeah, as you said, he was caught up for the Andorra game um, and hungry. And he actually pulled out the squad a few days into it because he. I've, I've kind of read a bit about him there. To see, you know, he's 27. Um, all right, he played underage a bit, but he's a, a fantastic goal the other day, to be fair. He really took it well. And he's one of them players, you know, we've been talking about, like the likes of Robbie Brady, who can kind of fit in that attacking midfielder kind of role. Um, kind of a bit of clever, a little bit elusive. Um, you know, I know your favourite player, Alan Brown. I know you you would like to see him given a chance in that role, but very similar to him in a sense that you know he's he's that kind of role. Um, he, he can obviously finish as he did the other day. Um, I, I think there is an opportunity now for him to be called up in November if he's playing well. And I've read a few little interesting articles of how he was called up. His um, he's eligible for Ireland via his grandmother, who is from Granard in Longford. Do you know who else famously came from Grenard in Longford? Anyone? Hmm. History buffs, history buffs around around you? No. Longford. I mean, not 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 much great has come from Longford, Martin. So I'm I'm not too <laughs> sure. Like Kitty Cannon, uh, Michael Collins' oh. fiance, uh, is from oh. Grenard in Longford. So there's a little bit of history, and he uh, obviously led the guerrilla war, didn't he? I thought I'd get war in there, David. Welcome you back. Um, yes. Back in the day, but we can't really say much. We don't want to. Any of our female women listeners um, from the football team, perhaps they might get a bit excited if they hear us talking about... Uh, your mother, really, isn't like it? That. That's her only, that's her only yeah. female listener, your mom. Kitty Cairn is actually, it's a great pub, Collins Avenue, isn't it? Um, great little pub. I, used to, I was in DCU, I used to kind of go out there. Uh, so that's that's what comes to mind. Uh, drunken night, drunk, drunk nice to smell like vodka and shame whenever I hear Kitty Cairn <laughs> Um, but yeah, Longford. Um, it's good, it's good that there's something else going for Longford, and and any of our Longford listeners, um, this is probably the last time you'll be listening to us. But it's another county. It's another county alienated, David. Uh, we can take that off the internet the list. over there. Don't think they have the internet over there, do they? Dial up, yeah. We're safe. Decent dial up. Yeah, yeah to, hamster, to be hamster in a wheel. Yeah, they, they they might get this episode in about two years' time or something like that when it yeah. becomes available and Spotify <laughs> becomes available in Longford. So just just yeah. the rest of the um. Jesus, lads, we're, we're fucking arseholes. So anyway, the, the rest of the championship roundup. CJ Hamilton hitting a little bit of form, isn't he? A couple of goals in the last few weeks and, and another assist for Blackpool. They ran out to one winners over Coventry at the weekend. Daryl Lennon also uh, with an assist from Middlesbrough. They went down 2-1 to Preston North End. And just, uh, I suppose, another little stat to kind of um, to kind of bring you John Egan with a clean sheet for Sheffield United as I they beat West Brom 2-0. It's like because on our run sheet it was like or CS. What the fuck's that? Yeah, that's why we don't read out the run sheet, Dave. That's why we don't run it. <laughs> Do you know who else got a clean sheet at the weekend, Martin? Who? Callum Odera. Oh, right. Every Irish. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't um, <laughs> surprised you didn't jump in there, Martin. Yeah. Look, again, playing well. Taking yeah. away. He I'm I'm hoping again he doesn't get in the squad obviously in November. I think he will be. And I hope he's given a chance. As I said, he should have come on the last games, I thought. Um, but yeah. And and I know Ogbenay's out. We have got a few injuries coming into November, gladly. We we do, and I mean the Troy Parrott's out, isn't he? Adam Ida's out. So I think there is going to be an opening for another striker. I think um I think Georgie Kelly's in with a shout, to be honest. Rather um. I really do. Like he he he's getting a few stars, he's gotten a couple of goals, he knows where the net is. I think he's I certainly think, with a shout. 
I think this November um, is probably going to be one of the most important uh, windows for um, Stephen Kenny. I think the midfield, he needs to get midfielders in there. He needs to experiment. Like so I think we saw the last game, didn't we? Harahan and uh, Hendrick just not up to snuff at all playing that style of football. And I think this is going to be massive for Stephen Kenny. It may be Norway, it may be Malta, going to both, by the way, guys. Just sort of put it out there. But he really needs to give those young midfielders, he's no one of 21's fixtures, get those midfielders in there and have backup for Cullen, who's out, who's still out injured, isn't he, Cullen? Yeah, I think he's going to be back down time. Yeah, we need replacements for Cullen, Knight, and uh, Malumbi. Like, we, we need replacements. If I, as we saw against Armenia, either one of those go down. You know, it just, the arse falls out of it. And yeah. that is going to be crucial for our World Cup chance. Sorry, our European Championship chances. Yeah, I think Will Smallbone, Will, Will Smallbone has to come in. And I mean, Finazaz possibly, possibly comes in. I know we picked up an injury last week. I don't know whether he'll be back. But uh, I know we're going a little bit off topic last. But Joe Hodge, I know we kind of dismissed it. But if he gets a few more minutes between now and the games, he surely has to come in, doesn't he? He's something a little bit different. And we're, we're so light in midfield. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to think so. You know, I think he, he can afford to be a bit experimental in here, but, you know, we really have to kick into them games in, in, in the new year that we have our settled kind of squad. But he can experiment a little bit now in November. I think, you know, especially the Malta game, I think it's very, it's as much a kind of a little bit as team bonding as anything, I think, that one, because we, we learned an awful lot from that trip before when we played in Andorra and... um it does bring the squad together and I think he's going to look at people, bring a few of them in and they've got to have that kind of way of thinking is like-minded with, with Stephen Kenny and his plans. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it because I think it would be a good, good test for us in two games. Um, you know, there is, I think the FAI have announced, I think it's, it's sold out the Norway game. I don't, I doubt it has to me be. Whole, me whole, me um, whole. But, but um, yeah. But, free, free, free jersey with every ticket, is it? <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, they're banking on, Harland going over there, aren't they? So, um, because that would be an attraction for Irish fans. Let's not, you know, beat around the bush with that one. But I think um, it's a good opportunity. And, and yeah, and then we've got the break. Then it's not going to do our lads really any good having that break. Um, but we're doing the World Cup, but it's going to happen. Um, and I, I would actually, I don't I don't know. And I've, I've not really read into it or anything. I don't know if there's any plan to kind of pull the lads again together for kind of any, I know the clubs will have them, won't they, taking over, I suppose. So it won't be an opportunity to, for, you know, Stephen Kenny to have perhaps have a kind of England-based meetup. You know, we've done that with some of our underage squads in the past, haven't we? Um, so I wonder, is that something he wants to look at exploring? Yeah, for the possibly, World Cup, possibly. Sorry to interrupt there, lads. For the World Cup, is what leagues are suspended in England? Obviously, the Premier League. It's the Championship suspended. Is League One and League Two suspended as well? I thought everything was suspended altogether. Everything's yeah. just a clear. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought it was anyway. I mean, listen, there's around there, but yeah, it, it was be... just Premier League clubs. So I don't think we're in any danger of players going rusty. No. <laughs> no. 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 It's a strange one. Strange setup. I still can't believe there's a World Cup in a couple of weeks. Anyway, lads, just to round this off. So, uh, just a couple of bits from League One. So, Dave McGoldrick, his first ever career hat trick as Derby nice. beat Bristol Rovers 4-2. Did you see the goals, lads? Uh, James Collins as well, actually scoring. So four Irish goals, uh, the Mick Mac four Mick McCarthy goals um, <laughs> for Derby. But uh, his first career hat-trick, he uh, touched a class of Emma Goldrick, isn't there? Like even a couple of the finishes of the weekend. Um, uh, he's a sublime little player. Just a shame he didn't stick around for a lot longer. 
and that he peaked so late. It's the third tier of English football, and it calm down. No, but like he'd he'd always had that bit of class, and he was always very very agile and and had lovely little vision and lovely quick feet and stuff. He was never a goal scorer. He was never a goal scorer, but he did play that little bit deeper, didn't he? But any time he played for Ireland, I thought he was excellent. Yeah, he yeah, did look- play well for Ireland, but there's a myth about that. Like there it is, it's it's taken on mythological status. Uh, David goal trip for Ireland. I'm not knocking him, but I'm just saying like we, I've had people we. In the kind of when he first retired, everyone we were struggling for a forward and stuff. And we were, you know, to be fair, Stephen Kenny went with some of the young lads a bit too early, probably. But you know, like I'm, like, I'm talking about like Adamida, Parrot, and Conley in one game. Um, and then everyone's calling for David McGoldrick. He didn't score a lot of goals for Ireland. He did a job, no. um, and he was he looked the part. But yeah, yeah. in he, half he, his capsule, in half his caps under Martin O'Neill, he was played midfield played as a number 10 behind two strikers usually behind Daryl Murphy and Shane Long I think so um I know but look look very unique kind of player but um, uh, look just, I mean just still just... 35 and scoring it doesn't matter if it's third tier scoring hat tricks and very nice finishes as well he, he's not doing too badly to be fair to him 35 yeah. and he's only got he's only got his first hat trick at the age 35 and he's a forward okay yeah, yeah <laughs> still, how many 35 year olds scoring hat tricks in the third tier regardless <laughs> we are desperate this week, lads. Call are up. we fucking call him fucking up, clean, clean, clean sheet for John Hegan. That, that that's how bad we're getting, is it? A fucking clean sheet. <laughs> it is. It is. It is one of the quieter weeks, fucking and because and because it's one of the quiet, because it's one of the quieter weeks, we have to include Lee too. <laughs> so I was, I was it, praying. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, quick quick roundup of League Two. So Gavin Howlahan. Um, scoring a goal for Grimsby, they lost two one to Hartlepool. What a fucking grim picture! And Paddy Madden scoring a goal for Starport County, they beat Sutton United three one. Tyreek Wright an assist for Bradford, uh, they drew one all with Crawley Town. Um, that is a very very grim set of fixtures. But let's move on swiftly to the FA Women's Kevin Premier League. Huh? Is he? That sounds like a fucking he's, a he's, poor man's version of Conor Harahan. Like what? Well, he's he's the love child of Conor Harahan and uh, Wes Hulan. <laughs> he's a kill. He's a Kilkenny man, Martin. Fair play. Yeah, I thought I'd throw that in. Now, uh, the, yeah, uh, yeah. Now our girls in green, really, really briefly. So, Katie McCabe in the women's Super League scoring a cracking goal uh, for Arsenal in their three-one win over West Ham United. She also nearly. Um, scalded someone I don't know if you saw that lads saw that, yeah, yeah she she <laughs> took a took a wayward shot hit some lad with a coffee in his hand and it literally went all over his face so uh, we wish our best uh, to um to that um unidentified poor fan coffee. yeah the poor coffee and the, the poor fan he's probably he's probably getting the skin graft somewhere at the moment and um just in the women's championship then Louise Quinn a goal for Birmingham City in their 1-1 draw with Sheffield United and Chloe Mistaki getting a clean sheet. There we go. We have to go back to clean sheets, lads, in Bristol City's 2-0 win over Charlton. <laughs> yeah, quite a week, lads, wasn't it? Quite a week. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll just come in on, on the Katie McCabe uh, thing because, you know, that was a fantastic shot she hit uh, and it hit the coffee. Yeah, it went a bit viral, <laughs> didn't it, that one? But no, uh, no, just to point out that she was actually at uh, Wembley Stadium the night before with Rusha uh, at the, you know, the Katie Taylor fight which I was also at, um, well represented actually at that by a number of Irish fans. Lots of retro shirts out there on show. I'm, I'm linking this in, lads. Um, vintage? Vintage, lots of vintage stuff. Really, honestly, there was a lot of good shirts on the show. 
Uh, the 88 one was there. The 94 World Cup one. It, it was pretty good. Like and this. some recent, Martin? No, there was no recent ones. Uh, but, um, <laughs> you know, and no, it was, it was good atmosphere, to be fair. Not fantastic atmosphere. I think with Katie Taylor, look, we'll, we'll link us in. It's a very tenuous link, I appreciate. But, you know, it, it's amazing that what she's done again as a former Irish international and now champion of the world again. Looking forward to that fight in Croke Park, which they seem to really be pushing for next year. And again, it's just great to see, I think, a lot of women footballers and, and the men footballers getting behind her. And um, I don't think Katie Taylor as a fighter is, I mean, she's just so good and technical. There's nothing really to touch her. And I think going to a fight, I think it, the atmosphere gets a bit flat because she she's not really ever going to knock anyone out. She's just going to technically be better. Um, but I think I'm looking forward to that uh, that fight in, in the new year, hopefully, if it does happen. Yeah, and congratulations to Katie from everywhere here at the Green Machine. Can we add that as a stat, lads? It's been a bit of a, a grim weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, clean uh, sheet for Katie, for fucking Katie Taylor. God. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's your gimmick now, that is. You know that, don't you? That that's You have to go with it every week, clean sheet, when it's a dismal can, week. Can we give Shane Long? Can we give Shane Long a clean sheet for not scoring again? Well, Sammy Smith, <laughs> Sammy Smith's got a clean sheet, didn't he, against Hull as well? Oh, that's true, actually. That's true. <laughs> look, wherever we can get them, lads, wherever we can get them. So, look, it's on to the big one, lads. <laughs> Martin, our new celebrity, uh, you featured in the Irish Independent over the weekend. I think we need to just let you tell all. Yeah, happy to do so. So, yeah, I. I- I did get a mention in the Irish Independent this weekend. Um, not with, page, with, not in, page it, three, by the way. Not no, page no. Three. And uh, in a nice article written by uh, Mark Ty, who obviously the author of Champagne Football, and he was just covering the the FAI kind of fallout with Jack Sports, a number of Ireland, the kind of high court uh, issues that Jack Sport have had. And um, yeah, I was basically quoted. You know, I had spoke to Mark last week. I've had some interaction. As you know, I'm a passionate Irish football fan. Um, I've queried how we publicise and publicise and promote the game uh, with regards to match shirts and merchandise and things like that. You know, I think every kid in Ireland should have the opportunity to wear an Ireland shirt and get one from the shops. Um, that's not sadly the case with the current deal or the deal that's just been ended by the FAI. Um, although I noticed today on the FAI shop um, that there's, there's a women's training range out now. That's new stuff I've seen. Um, they've got new goalkeeper kits out as well. But um, yeah, it, it's all gone a bit wrong from the kind of merchandising perspective. I know the FAI are getting out of this deal. It's been confirmed from the article that Ireland will be wearing Umbro and the current kits in the matches against Norway and Malta. But then we are looking for a new supplier. Um, so yeah, as I said, I spoke to Mark just because... I've been quite vocal on, you know, I'm a, like I said, a football fan. I've been on Twitter querying, you know, the promotion of the game. I was amazed that, for example, following the Ireland women's qualification for the World Cup, that, you know, there's no mention of it from the FA, FAI club shop. Their last tweet was April 2022. And yet we've had the biggest result in our nation's history for many, many years. And there's no promotion of it. There's nothing about shirts and how you can get them and, I just feel the interaction is really, really poor with fans who are ultimately customers as I am. And I know there, will, there are concerns about, are oh, we bring out so many training ranges? There's too much stuff out there. But 
I think it's the availability I'd be query. And I, as you know, as well, I had a kind of bit of a public spat with um, Jonathan Courtney, where I was asking about the blue Bazunu shirt from the match against Portugal and Faro and said, you know, is that available? And it told that it was, turns out it wasn't. Um, you know, I've just queried that all along as a fan and I collect shirts as well. And I've, I've purchased them of private collectors as well. So I was just querying that and publicizing it. And just to be honest, people took great offense um, at some of my tweets and I, I was threatened them with legal action and slander, which I obviously refute completely. Um, but I did speak to Mark Ty about it because, you know, he's he's you know respected investigative journalist. It is a story in Irish football um, that the deal has gone wrong. Um, I know that even Jack Sport in relation to that threatened legal action against the FAI. Then they ended up in the high court. Um, I'm sure you know the powers that be are sorting out all that. Um, but you know, it is the long-term effect on Irish football is, is a massive factor here that you know we okay, we're gonna be wearing Umbro stuff for a while and then we're looking at a new deal, and it will be a lucrative deal now on the back of the Irish women qualifying. You know, shirt sales do go up massively when Ireland qualified for tournaments. And shirts do become iconic. But I think also it's going to filter down into the League of Ireland football where this is a really lucrative time of year coming up to Christmas. Yeah. These, these League of Ireland clubs are selling their wares and promoting kits and things like that. New ranges are out. And we might have a situation where they're not going to kind of be able to benefit from that because there is issues with the suppliers. So it's a great shame. And that's where it is relevant to Irish football at all levels. So, um, yeah, interesting article. Look, I'm not saying I've... I've any way responsible for anything that's happened but like, I was just querying it as a customer and fan I buy all the shirts I buy all the kit I'm living in London I queried why you couldn't get stuff in London and I've you know I've spoken about it enough on this but um yeah I've got to mention in it I'm not particularly proud of it to be honest that uh, it's it's come to it because it's um it wasn't very nice being threatened with legal action for tweets you say and it's I thought people just take it very very personally when we're all surely entitled to opinions on what's best for Irish football. And that's ultimately what I wanted. You've done nothing wrong there, Martin. I, I don't think anyway. And look, I've, I've no legal background or anything like that. But look, we, we've tracked this a little bit. Obviously, there's a lot of things that we prefer not to maybe broadcast on this. But I mean, it, there was a lack of professionalism, I think, on, on many parts of us in there. And it just shows that this was all run into the ground for the last few years. And excuse my ignorance, because... You know, I haven't fully looked into all of this yet, but I mean, it just rings reeks of kind of old FAI and and the stuff in Champagne football. You almost feel that there could be another couple of chapters just from this kind of um, this kind of fiasco alone. Yeah, I, the other thing I'd say is like Umbro Ireland have been brilliant supporters. I, I fully acknowledge that they've been massive supporters. I mean, you think of you know, I see Eddie Ireland soccer shirts, his book. That wouldn't have happened to be honest without the support of Umbro Island, giving him match-worn shirts and things like that and and and, and recording our history, which I'm really proud of. And I, I love the fact that we have that. And I brought copies of that book. And I think, you know, it, it's a great shame even coming on from this, we don't have a museum for Irish football, which I think is a travesty, to be honest, because we have to create heroes and we have to look after our history. It's so important. Um, and, and they've done a fantastic job supporting that, to be fair. And they've had a really long relationship. So it must be quite hard, I think, for the people involved in it that, you know, there is this loyalty there. But sometimes it could be considered misplaced loyalty and, and you've got to open up and the new FAI have got to be seen to be doing everything above board and correct. And that's just, I think, the way they've, they've obviously taken the decision with this. I mean, it was a shock, I think, to many of us that it had been terminated, the contract. 
But then when you see the high court rulings and, and things on it, um, and I don't have any legal background on it, and I'm reading articles of, of better people than I who understand it. But from that, um, it, from that, it all makes perfect sense, doesn't it? It and, does. And, yeah, and it's, it's, why, it's, yeah. it's, it's actually shocking that they waited so long. Oh, completely. Yeah. I mean, and it's and it's we have a skin association. That's it. We don't have a sponsor. You know, I'm hoping now we're going to be able to do something merchandise wise. Um, and it's just, I, I'm, look, I can bring this back to the Katie Taylor fight. I went there the other night and isn't, Katie Taylor has not promoted herself. Now, I know she doesn't want to do that necessarily, but you go into Wembley, Irish fans will buy stuff. Right? I'm not saying we should be getting ripped off and or we should have a thing out for everything, but you can't get a program from the fight. We can't get programs in the Aviva often, can you, David, as we know? Nope. And um, and so there is a problem with promotion of it. And I think Irish fans do buy stuff. But at the Katie Taylor fight, there's nothing Katie Taylor branded around. Now, that might be her choice. But then Katie Taylor does have a website where you can buy stuff. So that's what I think, you know, and, and I think, especially in boxing, she has to make as much money as she can while she can. Um, and, and that's all of my, my view on it commercially minded is that i think you you have to promote things and you have to i think the main thing of us promoting the football team we've got a world cup coming up now we're not part of and i want to see all our kids like kids have got heroes they're going to be wearing um you know messy shirts to Barcelona. look how mad that's all gone round. you know like you're going to see ronaldo portugal shirts of our kids but i think the main thing promoting irish football is that it should be wearing ireland shirts and the sad thing is we were never really getting them out there to them it's 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 Look, I think it's fair to say that whatever deal, you know, not saying anything legally has gone, uh, illegal has gone uh, on or anything like that. But I just think it's fair to say we've said it uh, for weeks and months here on the podcast. And not just those sort of people that, you know, the deal wasn't fit for purpose, really. Not not for the benefit of Irish football, not not from what I can see. And that is my opinion. Um, You know, you can't buy a shirt in an airport. You can't even buy the shirt in, um at a game. Because the Alvary store, um, the tiny little store that's right next to the stadium is closed so you can't even buy a short at the game because you all, can't buy them outside it, of Albert. it all seems so rookie doesn't it so it's rookie just, bad it's, business it's, it's it's shockingly bad business i tried to buy a program you know i wrote uh two articles for the last program writing another one for the upcoming one against norway uh hashtag humble brag um <laughs> but you know i took 20 euros out because you can't uh, buy them with, with your credit card or your debit card or whatever. And I went around the concourse. i just done the pre-match show, went around the concourse. I'm like, where's the program? Asked one of the supervisors, level supervisor goes, oh, yeah, no, uh, we, we, don't, we don't really sell them outside. Uh, we only sell them outside. It's like, right, that doesn't make sense. Because like, now we should probably sell them inside. Yeah. So you can only buy them outside the game. At the beginning, I can't go out. I probably could have gone out and come back in, but that could also be a kerfuffle because once you leave the stadium, you're not supposed to come back in. So there's all these kind of things. Um, you know, it's it's just a lot of stuff doesn't make sense. This is one of them. So look, I I, I take absolutely. I've never met John Jonathan Courtney, um, or had really any communication or on Twitter and and polite communication with um, Jonathan on, on Twitter, unlike uh, Martin over there. <laughs> um, but I don't take any pleasure in, in seeing a man lose his livelihood or his business, no. whatever. It's awful. You know, absolutely. This time of year as well, leading up to Christmas, and and look, oh, I mean, Jesus, he, and, terrible. And, and look, I mean, he he's worked he's worked very hard. I mean, he's taken this business off his father. Um, as you said, they've been huge supporters 
for the Irish football team for the last, you know, 30 odd years. Yeah. But but it's yeah. but it's a shame. It's a shame either way, the, the human side of it, isn't it? The, the human side, yes. But, you know, at the end of the day, look, I don't know what's going on there, how you can rack up debts when, when you have had a monopoly on the Irish football jersey for nearly 30 years. Um, you know, and we've had successful periods during that time. You know, we would have had uh, World Cup 2002. We would have had the Euro, two sets of Euros. You know, and Irish football as a whole is, is, is football is the most popular sport on the island of Ireland. Forget about your, your you know, that's going to piss off a lot of guy heads, but that's the truth of it. You know, I've always said about our Irish fo- football in Ireland, um, it has an audience. It just doesn't have a, a suitable uh, fit for purpose shop floor. Now, hopefully the FAI, the new FAI are going to uh, deal with this. But if you read Champagne Football, you read how these deals came about and the whole thing of, you know, even a Mark Ty's brilliant article over the weekend, you know, the whole thing with Sports Direct. And there's a suggestion there in the article that, you know, Courtney, fair enough. I don't know the internet of the contract, but Courtney felt that they had uh, gone against the terms of the contract he'd signed by Gomez Sports Direct. So they gave him a nice um, an extension. I, I, As I said, don't think anything improper. I'm sure there was nothing improper going on there at all. It's just, you know, th- this is a business agreement. And, you know, is you it, can a, is it an over loyalty, Dave? Because, like, we, 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 we see this in Ireland over loyalty. Yeah. To, and I, I'm not, I mean, look, people can read into what they want about you know, Jack Sport or Umbra being, being right for Ireland or right for the FAI, but it didn't seem right. It, it, it seemed wrong on no. so many levels, but we see this in Irish society a lot that we, we look after people when it's probably not in our best interest, but it's out of loyalty and it's out of respect and it's out of um, kind of relationships yeah. and that kind of thing where it, it doesn't always end well. I agree there. Uh, there is this thing in Ireland. You look, I do think there should be a little bit of loyalty. You know, you have a good working relationship, you know, and you... <laughs> You know, do business with people that you like, you trust, that sort of stuff. So I'm sure there's a lot of that there. But at the end of the day, when you when you look at it, when you have fans, <sighs> clubs, you know, you get on a, go on a plane, go on a plane to to an Ireland away game, you will probably see one person wear the new the newest kit. They'll all wear the club colours. They'll all wear the retro, their vintage stuff, whatever. They won't be wearing the current stuff. Now, why is that? I'm not going to make a suggestion what it is because I don't, don't want to be getting any threatening letters. But why is that? You know, this is the sort of thing. And I'm sure people, the FAI, were, they have a new guy come in from Castle Bar who's head of the marketing department. For me, it's, it, it's an open goal, the Irish football team, but they keep missing and missing and missing. Hopefully now this guy is going to come in and change it because obviously it takes time. You know, you've got to get your right people put in place, your strategies, the whole thing. You've got to get money. Um, budgets, this sort of stuff, and this is one of the deals. So, I, in my opinion, as a commentator, and I use that term loosely on this, I reckon okay, they were missing uh, their payment slots, mm. which was probably causing the FAI to miss their payment slots. You know, that hasn't changed for whatever. Um, but they probably were looking at it going, Do you know what, this deal just how can we get out of this deal? That's just an opinion, by the way. No one has told me that. Yeah, I, I, look, I think that is it. I think it has come out that there yeah. was missing payments and historically that has been the case as well. But because they've but, had a good relationship, they've not kicked off before about it. Yeah. You know? I, but I, I think, but like, that, that, sorry, that, that, I would just say, come in on it and just say that the, the problem is though, with it, the, the new FAI are under a serious pressure from the government and they was even kind of looking at sponsors on how they are conducting their business. Yeah. They have to be squeaky clean going forward. There, there's no the question thing. about that, yeah. So they can't, 
they couldn't, for example, be seen to be letting it slide that they're owed money by a supplier that they've got to deal with, and yet they're asking for government money. So they, they're audited a lot more heavily now, and even, you know, on, on even whatever they're, um, I read something the other day about how they're, you know, liaising with different kind of parties and stuff and lobbying for different things that they want as a sporting association. They've got to have a record of that, and they've actually been failing at that. So there's a lot of tidying up they need to still do in the FAI. And ultimately, it comes back to money. And that guy, the commercial guy you referenced there, he's got a hell of a job coming in. And they've got to remember, though, the FAI, that they've got a really good fan base, a loyal fan base on the football. It comes down to results, of course. But we've got a really good opportunity. Under 21s doing well. Women are doing fantastically well. Our men's team, everyone is behind Kenny as much as possible at the moment. Got good games to look forward to as well. They've got a new season ticket package. They've got to market things right. And they've even kind of cocked up a little bit of that in the season ticket renewal. But actually the Confederation Supporters Club went back and they we, we kind of argued it out a little bit. Um, well, people representing them, um, obviously part of this London. Um, we kind of gave our views back to it because they do need to bring money in. And that that's that's all it is about really at the end of the day. They can only move forward if we get money and we get sponsors in. Yeah. I, I- can I just, I just want to finish yeah. up with that Sorry. as well. And then I'll, uh, you know, <laughs> my last two cents on it. No, 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 honestly, look, the FAI, old FAI and it's new FAI, right? I have all the faith in the world in new FAI. There will be bumps in the road. This is one of them. I think this is a very important step. I don't like to see a man lose the business. I don't like to see, see a family lose the business, people lose jobs, especially towards Christmas. I really, really don't. But at the end of the day, we're talking about Irish football. Um, the FAI have to do business business that should have been done for a very long time this is one of them this deal from what i could see of it not fit for purpose and and they need to get a new deal in now my preference would be adidas if they could i don't know situation is get adidas in get the retro shirts out with adidas maybe opal or whatever on the front of them there are so many commercial opportunities there that are good people in the fbi one of them is carolyn crowley who's the, the media communications guy who i work quite a lot with actually and he himself has brought the social media side of it forward leaps and bounds in the last few months like really they, yeah. they are very very good very engaged behind the scenes so there is room there my point is is that there is room there um, there are people that are willing to improve things and we need to see similar progress with the marketing department this i think is a very important step for that um quite frankly yeah we just we just need to start listening to the fans let's talk you know people like martin there you know i've had many means of martin martin you're an idealsman you, you you've tons of ideas tons of great ideas you know we need to be listening to things like that and to be fair with the ticketing they did listen to you didn't they in the end you had to fight it but you fought your corner but they listened and he took it on board mm-hmm. and he went okay so that's there's gonna be a lot of that back and forth but there is usual room for improvement but i do think there is an attitude in some quarters it's just going to take a very very long time for it to happen. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Oh, it's it's and even in terms of like who's going to come in and th- there's a lot of kind of manufacturers being bandied around. And I know like the the distributor and the manufacturer doesn't always align. Um, you know, like I mean, Umbro could could very well still be the the kit for the next ten years or so because it it might be distributed out of somewhere else. There's talk of Jomo. I know they've got the AUL contract, so so there's a bit of talk about that. Um and obviously O'Neill's as well have been have been kind of mentioned. Puma, I think, were the front runners last week. So it'll be interesting to see who comes in. Uh, speaking of money, lads, John Delaney, um, facing a two million euro legal bill, um, after his failed high court battle, um, over at the emails uh, that 
he wasn't able to shield for much longer. What are your thoughts on that, Dave? You've obviously been having a good look into that for the last few days. Yeah, this has been going on um, for years, as these things always do. He's been kind of playing the, the long game on this, hoping they give up. I think um, the way Ireland's going at the moment, it is in terms of regulations and that sort of stuff, getting a lot better and more stringent. And I do think he is in for a hell of a fall. I mean, he's looking at possibly two million euros in legal bills as it is. I think he's in serious trouble. Uh, I haven't seen emails. I'm not privy to any information whatsoever yet again. And I use the term loosely. I'm a commentator on this. Um, but yeah, he basically tried to hide something like 200,000 emails saying, oh, they're privileged. They're all personal. You can't look into those. And uh, thankfully, after two years, the court of Turnman has said, actually, no, that is in the public interest. And uh, yes, we're going to look into that. So he is in serious trouble. And I think it's terrible. Yeah, never. <laughs> <laughs> not a hint of sarcasm there not a hint of sarcasm oh no. yeah Poor but, little it, fella. but it's unfortunate lads because look we're, we're we're bringing an update show we've very little to report on the players over the weekend and again we're talking about controversy you know we're talking about john delaney still after three years we're talking about jack sport and jonathan courtney and that deal kind of gone through it's 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 sad times but but hopefully it does pick up because we need the boost, especially after that Euros draw. We we need the boost, and it's just so Irish football, isn't it? Yeah, completely. I mean, look, yeah, we, we and that's the thing. We we all love Irish football. We want to see us be the very best we can be, you know. And and that that's that's at all levels, and it's not going to happen overnight. We are a changing association. I'm hoping, um, but you know, at the like. You know, better people than me have said, what's the quote? You know, football without fans is nothing. And that's what they've got to remember. And I know it all has to be a business now and operated like that, uh, especially with the amount of money in the, in football worldwide. But we've got amazing opportunities in it. We've got players coming through. That should obviously come into the, be relevant for us on the pitch. And the success will come. But we've got to be organised off the pitch as well and really promote our game. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm so passionate about it. I just want to see kids wearing the island kits and stuff and having the Irish heroes like Bazunu. I still passionately believe that. You should be able to buy the Bazunu shirt with his name and number on the back and have it. I know that sounds quite petty and people go, God, we hear this the whole time, Martin. <laughs> but you should be able to. And that's what I'm hoping they're going to get right marketing-wise again. And I'm looking forward to when I get my Bazunu shirt and I'm working on it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and, and speaking of shirts, lads, and, and to wrap up, um, obviously a great... Great show. Great to bring you um, updates on clean sheets and um, sub appearances. I have Go to on, update man. myself still. I, I have to update. We're sponsoring a grassroots football team. I can't believe you're not asking oh, yes. me about this. Yes, yeah? of course. Look, of course. I'm coaching, I'm coaching that team. Another fantastic win. Yeah, so 100% record since the sponsorship well, deal. It, it, I, yeah, I think we have since we've got the new kit in board, on board. Definitely. And um, yeah. Really good performance yesterday. Very proud of the lads. Uh, I, I'm promoting the podcast. We were actually at Infield Town uh, the other day for their whole club day. And I had some of our famous stickers uh, giving them out to <laughs> some of the siblings, the younger siblings of uh, the football team, lads, because they were a bit too cool for school for them. They're going, I'm not putting that around everywhere. But they were encouraged. And I had like lots of little siblings running around, putting them all up over Enfield Town's uh, football stadium. 
Um, so yeah, we're, we're getting the word out there and I'm talking to people about the podcast and I encourage everyone else to do the same, but yeah, fantastic to sponsor the grassroots team did really well. Won four, two yesterday. I'll give another shout out to my son, Kian. I think that's three on the bounce now he scored. So, uh, he likes to listen to the podcast. Obviously he doesn't like David swearing, but, um, neither does my mum to be fair. And, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but, but, um, you know, fair play, um, yeah, uh, he likes to hear that when it when he's when he's done well, and I kind of say, "Yeah, I'm have to give you a mention now on it because we we sponsor you." So, uh, yeah, fair play. But that that's Brilliant. a little bit of support of grassroots football. Brilliant and well done to Keane. And he's actually probably got more goals than the combined <laughs> Ireland team this season. So, so as I said, speaking of shirts, so uh, a quick shout out to our partners, uh, Kit Launch. So again, if you want twenty percent off Kit Launch with your retro and vintage shirts, get onto their website and use the promo code Green Machine 20, all capital letters. And again, just to speak about shirts, Retros Online. So Retros Online it is a fairly new company. Um, they're kind of like retro uh, football t-shirts. So they're really premium quality. They look like kind of 100% really good quality cotton. Um, they're kind of like a mock-up of different club jerseys. Um, so I know there's Football Town uh, do, do something very, very similar. So basically... Um, they've got like kind of a, a mock-up crest very very cool looking they're, they're kind of t-shirts you could kind of wear on a night out kind of thing but they do have kind of a as I say kind of an artsy uh, take on different club crests but they're doing a load of different uh, Irish clubs and um, there is a Bose one I may be putting a sneaky little order in um, sadly there's a Shells and the Shamrock Rovers one who may have won the league at the weekend but um, do check out Retros online. They're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, they're on Twitter, they're on pretty much every social media platform. And retrosonline.com is the website. So do have a little look. Um, really cool looking shirts there. Again, they're not jerseys per se. They're more kind of um, kind of mock-ups, um, like really high quality t-shirts with, uh, with kind of club logos uh, on them. So do have a little look at that. That is retrosonline.com. So that's all we have time for today. Martin, David, thank you very much. David, it's uh, great to have you back, I suppose. So until next time, take care.